choice Black lives only matter when they got a corpse to exploit Cause the media made millions off the protests for George Floyd That's called ad revenue, they make cash selling you All the crap in the ads while they broadcast news Ooh, the network full of liars got investment capital in segments sponsored by Pfizer And the freedom fighters, I feel like the What's going on, What's Patriots? Up, so, uh, we're, we're back with another episode of the Patriots Prayer Podcast and uh, look who's with me today. We're going to uh, attack these issues here with what what happened in Tennessee. And, and we're going to do it based on the fact that Justin Pearson claims uh, to be a Christian. Says he's Christian. So we're going to take the approach of how Christians are supposed to deal with Christians. Um, and, and, and lovingly and, and with truth and we're going to do just that. With an impartial point of view, we're going to actually attack this matter and, and, and dissect it and unpack it. And uh, I think that you'll like how we're going to do this and what we're going to do um, because we're in no way, shape, or form are going to justify wrongs of anybody on either side of the aisle yep. and, uh, and, and, and let the truth do that for us, right? So, But before we get started, guys, about 30% of the people who watch the podcast uh, actually subscribe. Uh, 30% of those people take the time to subscribe and follow. And, guys, uh, if you want to support us any way, shape, or form, the best way to do that is to click that follow or that subscribe button. And uh, if you would do that, we would very, very much appreciate it. Check us out on thepatriotspair.com and also support us at your one-stop gift shop.com where I put a lot into making sure you have a large selection and shipping is always free and the prices I'd stack them up against anybody. So um, before we get started and, and we go in here, what I've done is I composed clips uh, of Justin Pearson and I've taken the time to, I allowed him to speak. I'm not going to do what other people do and then and, and try to just put the clip in that makes me sound like I'm right. I, I allow him to uh, speak his mind and finish his statements so that we can deal with wrongs on both sides of the aisle. And I also want to take the time to actually walk back some of the comments that I made about this much earlier. Because as we learn, we grow. As we learn, we grow. Would you agree? That's right. So if, if I'm going to be hard-headed and I'm going to be stubborn... What's going to happen is no matter if you prove me wrong or what, I'm just going to stick to my guns because I got too much pride to admit I was wrong or to admit that you were right or to admit there was another way. Absolutely. That, that's, that's, a, that's a problem on, on both sides of the uh, and, aisle there and today. Exactly. That's the People reason why they're so... when they're wrong. If, if we cared more about right and wrong than we do about right and left, 99% of the issues and divisiveness we have in the country would we'd go away tomorrow. Go away. That's right. So that's what we're going to do, and we're going to lead by example. And um, what I'm talking about is the expulsion of the Tennessee Three. I hate calling them the Tennessee Three because I always think about Johnny Cash's band. And I'm like, this is a very poor representation of Johnny Cash's band. So yeah. um, I, we got to come up with a different name. So, But for now, they've dubbed them the Tennessee Three. And, Democrats uh, and their branding. Yeah, ex- they're really good they're at it. They're actually though. damn good at it. I that. mean, come on now. They're, they're damn they're damn good That's but it, cool. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't hurt that the entire establishment of hey. of the liberal media is is in on the game they do like to big deal the hell out of everything though don't they only when it plays to their advantage yeah 
they they didn't they didn't when they oh, when, yeah. when it's a news story that doesn't suit their agenda what? it doesn't what? even get brought what up. What happened? The 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 Chicago uh, teen mob got zero seconds of coverage on CNN. Zero. Yeah. Like they didn't bring it up like it didn't happen. But let's get into this. So <clears throat> what what I'm going to talk to and what we're going to talk about is um, just the integrity and ethics and honor of the people involved in this uh, whole scenario that took place. What happened was we had three members of the House in Tennessee, and they barged into chambers during a hearing where they're doing business and uh, charged up to what's called the well, right? This is where the podium where they speak in the center, they dub it the well. So he comes in, the, in, in, in chambers. They're conducting business. He's got a bullhorn. He's just elected a, a, a week or so prior to this, not long before it. And this is what he does immediately. So, I mean, right out of the gate, this is, this is how you present yourself. First impressions are hard to overcome. And, <coughs> but he does not waste time uh, pandering uh, to a specific audience, um, and, and, and I think in a lot of cases, as he speaks, um, he's not being genuine. Uh, in fact, in a lot of cases, he's being disingenuous oh, yeah. uh, about his role and, and about uh, owning up or taking accountability and responsibility for the mistake that he made. But let's, let's listen to what he says, and this way you guys can make up your mind as well. So this is the first clip, and what you're going to hear is that he's saying uh, people are playing the minority, uh, well, I say it, that people are playing the minority status to avoid accountability. So what it means is whenever somebody brings up something you're doing wrong and they're just being direct and they are exactly right, 100% right, identity politics comes into play, and then people play the victim. If it's gay, you use homosexuality as your force field. And in some cases, when you're black, you're doing the same. And it hurts your cause. It doesn't help. Because what it does is, is, is it gets people to start making statements that paint everyone with a, bra with a broad brush. And when he says this, people might turn around and say, black people. Well, it's not black people. Right. It's those black people. It's, it's not all black people. Yeah. And when that guy, that, that gay person that may take the same stance, people are like, it's gay people. It's not all gay people. Because not all people that identify even as trans agree with men in, in women's sports or men in the women's restroom. They just don't. Um, they don't agree or think it's okay for children uh, to, for them to go into schools and speak to children and have a drag queen story time. They don't agree with that. We're talking about those individuals and the idealism of people that do adhere to that. So when we make statements about a, a specific culture, or someone behind a certain movement that's an activist, we're talking about those people who agree with that, and not everyone with a blank as a, in a blanket statement like that. Because we can't, for we we cannot grow, we cannot have peace uh, until we have people that are willing to have dialogue, and who are willing to be accountable and own their mistakes, and 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 realize that there there's already an existing and pervasive culture that in this country that has been adhered to since its conception and that's not just adhered to by white christian people on the right that consider themselves conservative it's by the entire country yeah it's it crosses party lines it crosses racial divides it crosses 
uh, religious differences. It crosses every spectrum. And they all agree. Women should be the only ones in the women's restroom. And men should be the only one in the men's restroom. And uh, maybe there should be an other's restroom so feelings don't get hurt and we overcome this uh, divisive uh, energy that's going around. But I digress. Let's get back to these Tennessee three. And uh, let's listen to what he has to say here and listen to how he tries to defend himself and in what way he tries to defend himself. And you'll completely understand what I mean. Representative Farmer, you're recognized. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Representative Pearson. Representative Pearson, right here. Do you know why you're standing in the well today? I'm here uh, uh, in the well right now because uh, I, I came to this well using our First Amendment rights to speak up uh, after the violent killing with assault rifles of beautiful human being Catherine Coons, Mike Hill, Cynthia Peake, Evelyn Dekaus, Haley Scruggs, and William Kinney. Now, those are the names of the Famous six people that were uh, killed in Tennessee, and, um, and, and, I, and I respect that if that is his true motivation for being there and wanting to speak to them, if that is his true motivation uh, for doing it, what he did may have been wrong, but his motivation or intentions may have been good. Now, it's hard to make a judgment based on one statement that he just made about who he is, but let's go through the whole body of the things he says before we make that kind of uh, judgment call. Because... I mean, if you're talking about the, the unjust slaying of six people, three children and three adults at the Covenant School, which is a Christian school, um, you know, obviously emotions are high and, 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 and that kind of pain runs deep. But what we want to avoid is people politicizing uh, uh, something for, the, for a cause that really don't get what just happened. And, and that six people lost their lives, and what was the real cause of that? I tend to think it was the shooter who was the cause of that. And yeah. I, I tend to think that it was the shooter's movement and the battery put in that shooter's back, and the, you know, she was used as a, a wind-up toy and went into that school and unjustly and, and, and just out of evil and hatred as her intent killed six Christians. And she did it because they were Christians. And I haven't seen the manifesto yet, but come on, people. She went into a Christian school where no one provoked her. No, She had no enemy there. There was no back and forth. There was no banter. She just went to a Christian school that she previously attended, and she shot six innocent people. So I can't wait for that manifesto to come out. They keep slow-playing this whole thing about the manifesto. Talk when about, it comes, yeah, talk about uh, taking responsibility for your actions. I mean... Come on, have you had the, the heard of the Democratic Party coming out and going, hey, she's she's horrible, you know, what she did was terrible, we don't approve of that at all. What, they do that for like a half a second, and they went straight to guns? Mm-hmm. Straight to the, oh, it's the guns, it's in, the guns. In this hearing, the they don't... The lady did it. Take responsibility for it. In this hearing, they don't even bring it up. No. They don't... The, the whole time they're talking about this gun violence, the whole time... He keeps repeating these names of these people who died. Right. And he says some others from his personal life, you know, his time growing up. He was there up. to represent them. 
And, and, and exactly, and, and he's there to represent them. But at the whole time he's represented him, I've heard him take up for the LGBT community in here. Yeah. I've heard all these things right after he says he's Christian. And so he says all these things about speaking from a Christian point of view, but then takes several stances on issues that are very far from the Christianity that I know that the Bible speaks about. Yeah. I won't even say that I know because I, then I don't want it to come from my point of view. Scripture directly, God's breathed word, God's inspired word, literally in black and white deals with these issues. So it's not, it's not the Patriots' point of view that that I'm 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 reiterating right now. Um, I, I'm talking about uh, Corinthians six nine, who literally calls out these types of sins by name and says what the punishment is. And uh, you know, I wouldn't say even punishment because I don't think God punishes us. I think we punish ourselves by not listening, right? So he tells us what's going to happen if we go down this lifestyle and that lifestyle, and it's called out, Corinthians 6, 9. I don't want to misquote it, but it does deal exactly with this issue. And um, so it, it's not something that uh, a, a Christian should ever have to sit there and say he represents that community and then move right on to this next idea, which actually flies in the face of what it is he said not he only that i don't know if it's just his uh inexperience his youngness or it's just him like you said just you know going out there and uh trying to be somebody that you know yeah yeah when you can hear it in the way he speaks i, I mean, mean there's other ways of doing it when, when when he speaks uh you know you would hear you hear echoes right. sounds of uh imitation of right. of martin luther king or or malcolm x you'll hear it and and you'll see it so he's he's obviously up there, you know, trying to uh, play a role, right? If 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 I just, I mean, play a role, and, and you can see, I mean, I, I wish I could find old uh, old interviews and uh, uh, video of him prior to this to see if he automat if he if he got to be speaking like this right now all of a sudden when he's on the national stage versus how he spoke before, because it's. I mean, it's pretty, it's noticeable. It's very noticeable. I would almost want to play him, a clip of him, and then a clip of Martin Luther you King. You guys have all seen it. Yeah, it's all over the internet, but yeah. If, and and here's, here's a guy, Martin Luther King, who I absolutely respect. Nonviolence. He advocated for nonviolence. He advocated uh, for real Christian values. He advocated that the content of the character of the person should outweigh every other uh, characteristic of the person such as their skin color uh, or any other reason so what we've done lately is absolutely turn that whole thing on its head the CRT does that because they say we're judged based off the we are uh, we are the sum of the color of our skin right. and not the content of our character so but let, let's let him continue I don't want to drown out what he's what he's gonna say here I want people to hear this no, you're wrong. You're in the well today because you broke rules of decorum. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Representative Pearson. I believe I'm in the well today because you have put forward a resolution that says that it's more important to expel voices of dissent than do the work of justice, which is fighting to end gun violence in the state of Tennessee. I believe that I'm in the well today because I 
uh, with the courage of ancestors and family and loved ones and communities stood up and spoke up for right. folks like my classmate Larry Thorne, who can speak no more because of the proliferation of guns in Tennessee. I was me. Said, I'm in the well today uh, because me. you have decided that it is not uh, right to have debate. It is not right to listen to the voices of the minority. I believe I'm in the well today because on the day that we wanted to honor the thousands of people who protested, uh, we were denied that opportunity. I believe that I'm here because you feel in your heart that it is right to persecute someone who has committed no crime, who has only broken what you call the house decorum rule, which according to section 19 of the house permanent rules of order say that at worst, the thing that should happen is censure. Okay. So let's deal with that. He says at worst, with him breaking the rules of decorum, the worst that should happen is censure. Now, here's where I can get on board. But all that other stuff he said, he conflated the issue because he simply asked him, do you know why you're here? You broke the rules. You came into chambers with a megaphone. Yeah, he's going to debate and, with and the megaphone. Instead of just simply saying, exactly, my voice is higher than yours, more important than me- yours, and, and, and all these other people here following the rules, waiting their turn, who, who, who penned bills and legislation uh, that are trying to get up there to, to, to allow votes on the floor. And this thing, all that stuff got set aside the moment he walked in the chambers with a megaphone and broke the, the rules of decorum. That's why he's there. But instead of just being uh, having some humility, because this is all this is. This is a lack of humility. Right. As a Christian, this is not something we should... As a Christian, he, uh, what he should be doing is exactly what I'm doing in this podcast. I previously said, and I'm going to own my words, that three of them, all three of them, instead of just two, should have been uh, expelled from Congress, and, sh- and that's the way it should have went, because he broke time, place, manner restrictions on protesting and, and all those things. Now, I still believe he did that, but I'm a person that adheres to the rules and the laws they're stated. Now, if, he's, if this law or the rules on their book state that the, 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 the rule that he broke, if the punishment for that is censuring and they decided to expel him, they are wrong. Yeah. They went too far and they used their emotional, uh, they, they, they made an emotional judgment that they probably thought their constituents would back them on. Right. And, and, and broke the rules in playing or pandering to their own audience. Right? So... We're, we're not going to take a stance that he should have been expelled, as I did previously. I'm telling you that uh, upon learning things, we grow. When I learned that here's the punishment for what he did, we grow and say, okay, that's what should have happened, and we change our minds. And this is what a civilized society should do, and that's why we debate. We don't debate necessarily always to win. It is to exchange ideas and that the truth prevails. And that's what this is. The truth has prevailed. And they should not have been expelled. They should have been censured, but he also should not be standing up there and doing everything but being humble. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we got to do better, rookie. Yeah. You know, come on. Yep. Just. And, and, he had, and he had other people there in the house that were with him that should have known better that didn't tell him. So this is it, 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 the, the people that he, that he got uh, – Expelled with, I believe one of the members were there for quite some time, yeah. and she should have known better. But here, I'm, I'm going to let him finish his statement. But instead, you have brought forward a terrible resolution to deprive and disenfranchise thousands of people in Shelby County of a representative who will and can speak and advocate for them. And I believe 
uh, Representative Farmer, that that is wrong. Representative Farmer. Oh, thank you, Mr. Speaker. And I just, I want to just remind you of a letter you sent the members of this General Assembly on April 3rd. This one. I recognized I did not follow decorum this past Thursday on the House floor, and I take full responsibility and accountability for my actions. What, what changed between the letter you sent the members and the account you just gave? Because either A, you were, tell, you were telling a lie here, or you were telling a lie right up there at that podium. Now, I am going to interject with a little bit of conjecture based on uh, my own life's experience and what I think happens uh, behind the scenes in the political arena. I have known, I've known elected officials. Um, I've, had, I've had my time uh, in D.C. And, 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 and been around them. Um, heard a lot of the stories of things that happened in the background. And uh, Here's what I think happened. I think that he wrote that letter, and when he wrote that letter, he was really had it in his mind, oh, I really screwed up. Yeah. And and, and this fired, is, and this yeah exactly this is something that I shouldn't fired. have done this is something that I shouldn't have done and so and he probably did that immediately upon what happened and then as the days went by prior to this hearing and he started seeing the media and he started seeing uh, uh, the White House and people take sides and Kamala Harris go down there and pander and without ever going and see the victims of the shooting, their parents or going right. to the site or the school, she went down there and pander on some old race bait and things. And mm -hmm. it's, it's terrible because this is, these are our responsible leaders that are not being humble in any way, shape or form. They are pandering and inciting in, in, in building up a, a certain side while denying the rights of the other side. They're, they're, they're looking at this truth and omitting uh, the feelings and the truth com from a complete other side. So we don't have anybody working across the aisle. And the reason why we don't is this. Yeah. The reason why we don't is people are so agenda-driven that the truth takes a back seat to their agenda. Right and wrong need to mean more than right and left. And, and that's simple. It's that simple. There we go. So what's the truth? Representative Pearson. Thank you, Representative Former. I did write that letter, and I still stand by it. We broke, I later learned rules of house decorum by coming up to the floor. And I do take full accountability and responsibility for my actions because I don't want the names of Catherine Koontz and there he goes again. and Cynthia Peak and Evelyn Dehouse and Haley Scruggs and William Kenny and folks like Larry Thorne to go into an ether of silence. I, I, you're right that coming up. I do not believe in any way, shape or form after that school shooting that any one of those people in that house of representatives wanted those people's names to go off into the ether without the situation being addressed. The difference is, is the way in which they, was trying, they were trying to address it. One side of the aisle literally advocates for the Second Amendment, and the other side of the aisle uh, wants, to, wants to eradicate it. And what we need to understand is legally taking guns away from people who are responsible gun owners who own them, are all you're doing is leaving criminals armed, and then we have no defense except for to dial 911, well, in the words of 50 Cent, police response is never fast enough for shots fired. And if you call the police because someone's shooting at you, uh, you got a good 10 minutes of hiding and running really fast until the police get there. And that's not what this was designed to do. The only reason why there isn't tyranny 
any further in the in the in the, in the uh, I, will, I will, the the democratic republic that that we currently have uh, or we used to have um, hasn't fallen further into disarray is because people have their Second Amendment rights. The reason why we weren't uh, invaded by Russia in the 80s during Reagan's term when they were actually playing out these scenarios about actually invading the United States and one of their top brass in an interview said the only reason we didn't do that is because every simulation we ran about invading the United States, no matter where we landed, the population was armed. We had no chance. Because people got guns. Exactly. So, and this is the same reason that our government is not able to steamroll their 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 uh, the population. You look at every 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 gun control advocate uh, at that level, and you you got Mao, Hitler, Stalin, uh, uh, Mussolini, uh, and many many others, Idi Amin, and and what are what do all of them all of them have in, in common? They're tyrants. They're tyrants. Take the guns away. Yeah, yeah, and and it's and right. What happens? What ensues? Your rights go right behind it. So they're going to use every uh, uh, mass shooting or deplorable act by someone who who is an irresponsible gun owner or somebody who doesn't uh, shouldn't have a gun or, or stole the gun or whatever the case may be. They're going to use those circumstances and those situations to try to further their ends because. Taking guns away from people is not going to keep them safe. They know that they, there are five times as many people that get killed each year by knives than there are with guns. Right. Yeah, somebody's going to kill somebody. They're going to kill them. In the words of Archie Bunker, if you take away the guns, they'll just push them out of windows. Right. <laughs> That's what he said. And he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. And, it, and it's sad to see them to, to gonna... just stand on the backs of dead people to try to push an issue that is absolutely un-American. I just want to know which which one of these guys is the real guy, the one that was the short hair guy, you know, that was running for office, that was all, you know, proper and, hey, let's uh, work together, or this mm -hmm. dude right here. Well, I believe. Which one's the real one? Yeah, exactly. Because one of them has got to be the real one, right? Exactly. So which one is the guy who's pandering, trying to get famous, trying to, to use situations like this to advance himself in politics? Or, or is, is he going to return to being uh, the guy who's willing to reach across the aisle and admit wrongs and, and push uh, real legislation that is constitutional without trying to overthrow the Constitution for an agenda, right? So it, it remains to be seen. But as long as you keep calling yourself a Christian, you know, I'm going to hold you to a certain standard of, of sincerity Mm -hmm. and, and, and humility mm -hmm. that I don't see yet. Yeah. I just don't see those things. Let, let's continue. Up to the House floor without the, the, the Speaker saying something broke a rule of House decorum, but it did not break a rule that deserves the expulsion of members of this body. We committed no crime. Uh, take issue with some of these things, particularly some of these rules. And I think some of the... the not necessarily the rules in and of themselves. I realized it was passed by this body before I got here. Uh -huh. One of the things I do wonder is, uh, as a part of being here, especially when you come in on a special election, uh, how much effort is given to help educate members right, who are new here? How much attention is All right, I, mean, I got to stop. This is, once again, doing the same thing. A complete lack of humility and accountability. 
He's saying, well, you guys didn't tell me that I wasn't supposed to just come in here and interrupt the proceedings with megaphones and make a scene after I got elected. Everybody does that, man. Well, that's just that's what you do. That's the first thing I do when I get a job is I go in the, uh, the boss's office with my megaphone, and then <laughs> when I get fired for it, I go back and I say, well, I didn't know. Right. I thought you were allowed to do that. What's the problem here? That's the first thing I do. Yeah, it's, it's it, well, it was Tuesday. It, well, it, Tuesday. That explains it. That, that's that's what it was. It was Tuesday. So, when 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 people say stuff like that, it is it is really hard not to go. I had to do the little shameless thing with the sound Dude. effect because it actually. Rec- I mean, here, let's just do it. Let's do it in context. All right, let's back it up. Coming on special election, uh, how much effort is given to help educate members? <laughs> It deserves a what? It deserves a, 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 a an amplified little John. Here, let's actually put the. <laughs> it deserves a little reverb on the little John there. So it's 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 terrible that he's he's basically stating that he came into the house and well, no one told me. He's a victim. He is the victim here. No one told me. Take that away from him. <laughs> let's see. Is, uh... As a part of being here, especially when you come in on a special election, uh, how much effort is given to help educate members right, who are new here? How much attention is given to actually support folks to, to be good members of this body? Well, here's the thing. Everyone knows I'm not, I'm not a, an elected official, but I do know there are time, place, manner restrictions on protesting. Everyone knows this. It's taught in civics class. Yeah. It's, it's, it's thoroughly taught. Anyone who came up through school um, and uh, they, they, they read books like uh, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird or any of those books that deal with a lot of these issues with racial inequality, that these things are brought up time and time again. This man is a college graduate, so I would, I would have imagined at some point uh, in a government class or in some civic class that someone told him, hey, uh, yes, it is your First Amendment right to protest. However, <laughs> there are time, place, manner restrictions. Stop making excuses. As you all see, but there's also a need when you get new folk, when you get people who are different than the status quo, when you get people who don't... Uh, particularly think or see or speak the same ways that you do, how might you change too? Because this is not just about young generation needing to conform uh, to this body's principalities and the ways that it operates. It's about how this body has to change and transform to meet the needs of this society. Wouldn't that be the... the... Hold up. Yeah. Wouldn't that be his fellow um, Democrat members, the senior members, wouldn't that be their job? If I mean, but or does he want the Republicans to reach across the aisle and teach him? Because he's new and he's a new folk. Here's the thing. That ain't mine. <laughs> I know it came out of my pocket, but that ain't mine. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. He's saying that the laws, the government, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the amendments, and all those things that those were the basis for why we were able to get uh, pushing and, and, and enforcing those uh, tenets and those precepts and those documents from our founding fathers 
were the very foundation or reason for the Civil War. They were the very reason that Abraham Lincoln pushed the Emancipation Proclamation and called for a National Day of Prayer and freed the slaves. And, and he, the reason why we did all of that, the Republican Party was founded as an anti-slavery party with the 16th president of the United States. I was arguing with somebody the other day in the chat forum um, in, I forget whatever it was. Uh, actually, I don't even want to say, to be quite honest <laughs> with you, because uh, I don't want anyone else going there and doing the same thing on Spike. But, so, I, I was in this forum, and uh, I think I was just playing a game or something. And we get to talk, and, as we often do in these forums. And the guy says, well, you mean to tell me that you don't think that there were any Republicans who owned slaves? I said, I'm absolutely 1,000% certain there were no Republicans that owned slaves. They were all Democrats. All of them were Democrats. And uh, <laughs> he said, well, you mean to tell me that nobody, no Republicans before Abraham Lincoln were uh, owned slaves and all that? You're crazy. I said, first of all, Abraham Lincoln was the first Republican. He was, he was, they, they, they don't know their history. These guys that, that, that speak like this think that things are just because. Because it's in the ether, because you've heard it said, because you, you feel that way, but you have no data to back up the, the, the statements that come out of your mouth. And you need to learn what they are and, and learn <clears throat> proper history so that you can have an informed conversation that doesn't make you seem like an uninformed unintelligent idiot it just that simple and you hate to put someone down like that but when you come off that way and that's how you that's how you express yourself that's that's you you know just here's your sign that's it's it's very easy to uh to classify someone that way when they act that way it, it that's simple here's let's continue let him uh continue with what he's saying oh but before i do before i do i want to back it up because i want to point out what i mean change too this is not, he, he thinks that here let me not see. just about young generation needing to conform uh, to this body's principalities and the ways conforming. that it operates it's about how this body has to change and transform to meet the needs of this society this society he's talking about this society as if it's different like somewhere yeah. in history all of a sudden america is no longer america and because Ideas and precepts from other cultures and outside influences have crept into our society that somehow our society is supposed to change to accommodate them. And what we're talking about is Marxism and uh, fascism, which is really what these guys, uh, not so much him, I don't know too much about his belief on socialism and things like that, but the socialists and the Marxists of this country, the ones that call themselves socialists and Marxists, are really actually fascists. They really say either think or feel or believe like me and do not disagree with me. And if you disagree, we're going to cancel you. Fascism. When, you, when the government dictates to business how that business must run and the free market disappears, fascism. This is, <laughs> these are fascist precepts. So, no, we, the government in, in, in any city, state, whatever, should not ever get away from the ideas and precepts from our Constitution, Bill of Rights, and, and, and the amendments to then conform to the way society is. Society has to start living under the rules and precepts 
of that society so we don't have the breakdown that we're currently witnessing and he's and he's advocating that people start pandering to the people who are causing the breakdown and if we should only change and start allowing people causing this disarray and this breakdown of this lawlessness if we just conform to say to be a little more like them in our, in the way that we run our cities and countries then everything would be okay yeah that's crazy that's crazy how it needs to change and transform to meet the needs of this generation how it needs to change and transform to meet the needs of people who deserve health care first of all let's, let's let's tackle that for a second if you got a pool in your backyard and and there is a a guy a pool guy that runs around the neighborhood you need working for different people and getting paid by each of those because you got a pool but you can't afford to have someone clean it is it within my purview do i have the right to go tell this pool guy hey you have to go clean his pool and we're not going to pay you because it's his right to have a clean pool so you're without receiving any payment for your services or anything like that go in the back there and do it or else no well do you don't no, you no, no. go ahead go ahead do you think that that same mentality should apply to a doctor? A doctor that went through medical school, who, who, who went through 14 years of residency most of the time, they, they do these extremely long uh, uh, education, hard education, these residencies and these, um, uh, uh, I forget the name of it now, it's going to come to me a little later, but basically these guys that, that sacrifice so much time in their life to get to where they are, and, and they have received an education, an internship. Sorry, that's what it was. Um, they have received an education that allows the kind of trust from you and I that says this guy can save my life. But you think that that man should be treated like a slave and be told that you have to, Mr. Doctor, you have to work on this guy. You have no right to say no. And you have no right to ask for payment for your services, Mr. Doctor. I mean, that's that's it's literally what it, what when people say this. I just think that these this generation, apparently, this this young generation is just super entitled. They are very entitled. I mean, if if he's coming into this Congress or wherever whatever they are, the state, and and saying, you know, I think you guys got to change. I think you guys got to switch it up for this mm -hmm. new generation. Yep. I mean, it's like, how about you come in there with a little bit of, hey, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to learn your guys' way first. Mm -hmm. And then if I got some good ideas, I can contribute. Instead of going in there and being the victim right off the bat and saying, hey, you guys need to listen to me. But you're, you're not telling me what the – it's like, take, like, like you've been saying, take some responsibility. I mean, it's like go into it and, and want to offer to the group rather than I'm going to come in here and I'm going to dictate what it is that you guys are going to do for me. Exactly. And if, if you go in there and you learn the laws and the precepts of this country that are written out in our Constitution and Bill of Rights, you can see that many of all of them, actually, all of the precepts in those documents afford for protections of the people you're talking about. All you're doing is advocating for tearing down the way in which we do it. 
and the way in which it actually works. Because if the Constitution and the Bill of Rights was truly followed, truly followed, we would not have a lot of the problems that we have now. We, we wouldn't. First of all, let's go all the way back to the Civil Rights Movement where Lyndon B. Johnson signed a document in which he said, uh, and a Democrat, right? He said, uh, we got to give them something so they, think, so they think that they've won. And that's out of his own mouth. That's what Lyndon B. Johnson said upon signing the Civil Rights Movement. Let me explain it to you on human terms, right? We're all people. The melanin in your skin affords you no special treatment or right or none of that. We all are under the law, plain and simple. So when somebody uh, signs into effect a law that the Constitution already dealt with by stating that we are all endowed with inalienable rights given to us by our Creator, all men, all men, everybody, so when we start creating laws for specific groups, ethnicities, uh, and so forth, um, it, it, it makes it very hard at that point to um, still use the term equality. Yeah. It, 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 it does. I it mean, does. Back to your question about the doctor and, and, and whether or not he should, like you got it, just God-given right to get health services from a doctor that went and did a did their thing you know and learned all their 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 trade mm-hmm. i mean i think that the doctor if he's a good christian man he should want to offer those services but when you start dictating and saying this is what you need to do in order to yeah. make it equal yep. that's where the problem lies and it's always going to be there you know it, it, it's not that, that that there shouldn't be we help all these other countries out which we shouldn't do we should not take domestic tax dollars and send it to pakistan kazakhstan and the rest of the stands over there and meanwhile, they hate us anyway. But we should not take domestic tax dollars and send it to Ukraine to fight a war that's none of our business. We should not do it to, to prop up these leaders that uh, put, put their political opponents in jail and, and, and take away people's religious right like what Zelensky did. But I use that as the example by stating that if we took that $80 billion plus dollars that we sent to him, uh, actually, that was just one time. So we sent them well over $80 billion already. Didn't and we do $100 billion at one ex- point? Exactly, and then $80 billion was the second one. <clears throat> but if we took that money, that money, and put it into a fund that would allow people to get medical treatment in certain facilities at certain times by doctors who volunteer their time to do that, like we do when we send doctors to other countries to do operations to help impoverished people and that sort of thing, that's fine. That's what that's for. And they're not going to turn you away in, in an emergency room if you got insurance or if you don't. No one gets turned away. No. No. Nobody it's gets automatic. turned away. Yeah. So, so to say that you have a right to health care, um, it, it's, it's already covered. It's against the law for them to turn you away, isn't it? It exactly is. Yeah. It's, it, it, and, and, it's, and, and if you want to talk about why the degradation in health care, let's talk about the Affordable Care Act that told everybody that it was going to be cheaper and you were going to be able to keep your own doctor and all that. And then the, then the architect of the, of the Affordable Care Act came out and said, well, we had to bankrupt the health care system so that we could take it over. So what, what they did was wrote legislation for health care that created these exchanges, which made it so expensive that it would bankrupt the health care system. And that was the only way in which the government could go about ever trying to take over the healthcare system. So, you're, if you want to ex- talk about the the lack thereof of what's going on in the healthcare industry and why it's 
as bad as it is, or as expensive as it is, then look no further than your own party, because that's who did it. Needs of this generation, how it needs to change and transform to meet the needs of people who deserve health care. Take any other. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Speaker. You know, as I'm listening, I'm thinking to myself, you don't understand. You don't truly understand why you're staying there today. You don't truly understand why I authored that resolution. And it wasn't an easy thing for me to do. But I'm hearing you blame this on your youth. But just because you don't get your way and you grab a couple friends doesn't mean you can come to the well <laughs> while we're conducting business. In session. He's smacking his bottom right now. He's smacking his bottom right now. This sounds like you just got punished to the corner, and you come out, and here's what your dad is telling you. Hey, this is, this is what you did wrong, son, and this is what you got to own up to in a respectable way, right? Yes. In a completely respectable way, iterating truth, not talking down to you or anything like that, but just being honest. And when you don't like that kind of honesty, when you're wrong and you're not, and you don't have any humility, how do you think you would respond? Let's let's find out yeah. how someone with no humility responds to being uh, confronted with the truth of their actions. Understand Listen. why you're staying there today. You don't truly understand why I authored that resolution. And it wasn't an easy thing for me to do. But I'm hearing you blame this on your youth. But just because you don't get your way and you grab a couple friends doesn't mean you can come to the well while we're conducting business in session. Other members are waiting to have their bills to be heard. They have constituents too, 60, 70,000 times another 80. Millions of people. Just because you don't get your way, you can't come to the well, bring your friends, and throw a temper tantrum with an adolescent bullhorn. It doesn't give you the right to enrage. I'm sorry, I had to. I had to. I, I, I want to hear it again. Friends, and throw a temper tantrum with an adolescent bullhorn. It doesn't give you the right to enrage folks that are here to watch this body conduct business and talk about things you know good and well, that we've worked hard, we've worked very hard to protect our children here in the state of Tennessee. Very hard. You know what, and what you could do, you could maybe could file a piece of legislation that maybe you'd do that instead of sitting back and criticizing folks that's worked really hard for the past decade to do so. That might be a place to start, but certainly don't start by commandeering the well while we're conducting business here in this Tennessee General Assembly. That's why you're standing there, because of that temper tantrum that day, for that yearning to have attention. That's what you wanted, but you're getting it now. So I just advise you, if you want to conduct business in this house, file a bill. Be recognized, stand there and present it, and pass it. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is pass a bill. That that right there, guys. I mean, do your job. That's that's what that deserves. That's really what that deserves. But let's see how someone that just heard the absolute truth about himself, about how he broke the quorum rules and came into uh, uh, chambers with a bullhorn and just kind of blew everybody. It didn't matter what they were doing. It didn't matter if they were doing something for the same cause as he said he was advocating for because he didn't hear it. He didn't care what they were doing. What he was saying was more important. Yeah. Would his voice deserve to be heard more than theirs? 
He needed to speak louder. He, Like you said, they wanted that attention. Well, now he's getting it. Now, we know what happened on the other end of this issue, and you know who he is remains yet to be seen, but he seems to be painting a very clear picture of who he is, and let's let him finish his little artwork about who he is. Let's see what the picture looks like. Kind of got a Bob Ross thing going on. He there, does have the little little yeah, Bob little Ross artwork, little happy happy, happy clouds. <laughs> How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? <laughs> How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? For real. We're not talking about politics. We're not talking about even gun. We are talking about politics. We are talking about gun control. That's what we're talking about. He didn't want to. He did, like this happens He's every time. The, I'm a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Like okay. Oh, you, he went at me too hard with the issues, and they were too true. So let's change the subject because we don't want to. It's not about politics. Exactly about politics. It's not about gun control. It's only about gun control. This is what this is about. But if it was only about those things, he would lose immediately. And he's wrong. So let's make it about something else. Now, here comes the character issue. Here comes those types of issues where they, they start dealing with what people meant or who their intentions are, as opposed to dealing with the issue at hand, which is what uh, Representative Farmer uh, did. He actually called him out for what he did. And everything that he stated was 100% true. But instead of having humility, Christian humility, he does this instead. Violent. How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? Do nothing to require it. The reason that I believe the sponsor of this legislation, of this resolution, spoke that way is because he's comfortable doing it. He's not supposed to be comfortable telling the truth. Uh, on you and telling it to your face because of why now he's going to try to make it a racial issue mm -hmm. and, and once again a very humongous lack of christian humility of the willingness to look yourself in the mirror be responsible and accountable for your own actions so therefore you got to play on your minority status and it's embarrassing it's embarrassing that a full-grown man cannot just sit there and say, you're right, I was wrong. If he I'll, I'll in, be different, I'll do different. Yeah. And, and just move on. If he would have came in and said, my bad, I messed up, won't happen again, he none of that would have been said. He, he would have taken their power from them. Exactly. He, they would have had no power, no ability to talk the way the Representative Farmer just did. Yep. And he, he would have ended up in the power seat. Yep. He really would have. If he would have walked in there and just owned up, and apologized, then, you know, I, I even me at that point, I would have had no no ability uh, in my earlier podcast to state that I, I think that he should have been expelled. Now, at that point when I said that, I didn't know what their house rules were. So um, I still think that even if, if the house rules say that, he shouldn't have been expelled. But I think, and, and this is just me being honest, I think that those house rules need to be changed. Because I think people that barge in the chambers with bullhorns bringing outside people in on a protest should be expelled. But if the rules state that he shouldn't have been expelled, then they should not have expelled him. 
And if they did expel him, they should have expelled all three of them instead of only expelling two of them. Yeah. And and that's and that's the truth. So the people on the left that said that, you won't hear me say this very often, you were right. Your intentions on why you said that were 100% wrong. Your heart behind the statement that you made when they said that was 100% wrong because you weren't being humble either. Because there's a decorum that allows it. There's a decorum that allows you to belittle people. We didn't belittle nobody. Well, we Wasn't it belittling when they were in there conducting business in the chambers that he just barged in and spoke over them? And I mean, it's, it's very arrogant. It's very childish. You, very arrogant. You're being big meanie. So how, it, how dare you tell me I can't come in here and throw a temper tantrum? If, if, That's if, messed up. <laughs> If the, if the social justice movement or the thing that you're talking about, you're saying that it's like when people riot and they steal things and they destroy their community. And I've heard it said that rioting is the voice of the unheard. That sounds like a giant excuse to me. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you, if you're saying that, that that's okay. So your level of outrage dictates how far you're willing to go in society to deal with that outrage. And if, if, you think that if they're equal, then you should not be held to account for the crimes you commit while standing up for whatever social justice issue that you're that you're proclaiming. That that that's wrong. That's wrong. the law is the law. I don't care how upset you are. If the law wasn't the law and you were able to act out for how upset you were, every man in the world that walks in or this country at least that walks in and finds his wife cheating on him would not get found guilty <clears throat> of the murder if he were to turn around and shoot her or she were to shoot him for the same reason because you would say well i was tremendously mad because he cheated on me oh did you know that, In that he case, yeah. yeah just dismiss this case then was... i didn't know he cheated on you ma'am i didn't know she cheated on you sir so let's dismiss this case because you were mad when it happened well that changes everything changes everything he said was that we cannot be beholden to gun lobbyists to the nra the same NRA that after the civil rights movement came in to protect black folks and protect their gun rights from people on the left who instituted laws like Jim Crow to keep black people from being able to arm themselves and, be, and have the same rights that other Americans do. Are you talking about that NRA? He doesn't know his history. What we said was that we cannot be beholden to gun lobbyists of the NRA, we can't be beholden to organizations that don't want to see us make progress on gun violence. So if he's stating what organizations they can and cannot be beholden to, does that also uh, include Soros' Open Society? Let's see if he mentions that one. We can't be beholden to folks who don't want to see us help save our communities and protect them. That's Soros. But there's something, there's something else I think that the sponsor of this resolution has, has alluded to, and there were a few things here that you said that, that I, I want to address. He called a peaceful protest a temper tantrum. Mr. Speaker, I've been trying to get the podium all day. <laughs> it was day. a temper tantrum. I've been cut off, and I know that's part of our Now listen to this guy, right? But I wanted to so just talk I, to y'all real quick. This one was a one that I did not really intend. I did not intend uh, to uh, record. When I was going through uh, all of the, I watched this entire hearing, 
and 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 this guy slipped through the cracks, right? But I want I want I want you to to hear what he's talking about here and, and what he says because he's also making excuses for him and he's also pandering for the same reason. And if you just uh, you point out, just listen to the statements that he makes, and and you tell me what you think. When I wasn't here, we've had three uh, cases now, four of people being expelled from the house. The, the only one that I've been at was Jeremy Durham up until Repre Representative <coughs> Jones earlier. See, and but Jones Jeremy was the one Durham, that got, he, Representative Jones or the one he was talking about was the one that had the, had the charges uh, levied him, and he was a Republican, and, and they expelled him. So keep in mind, when people break the rules in Congress, they get expelled. There, there, are, there are many other folks uh, that got expelled as well. There were another Republican and three more Democrats. He didn't have a cool moniker. That's it, why. <laughs> they would have called himself the Tennessee One. Yeah. He'd still be there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tennessee Two sounds a little more like. It's like a two-step. Yeah, that, like that, sound, yeah that sounds a little like a, like, yeah. a, like a country song or something. Gotcha. Uh, the, I kept hearing that Jeremy Durham did not have his due process. Do you remember that? The ones who were here. Due process, due process. So what does due process mean to you? Just give me your Nothing. raw thought. There's due process? Well, there used to be due process where you had to present evidence and all that. Now anymore, all the, someone has to do is make system? an allegation and, yeah, you're, and you're guilty you're, immediately. You're guilty. Yeah. You, you remember when I Bill, remember Bill Burr said that? Remember, remember evidence, and then the whole arena that he was talking to got quiet, and he's like, got kind of quiet in here. <laughs> I, I like him. He, he says a lot of things Bill that, uh, yeah, they're just hilarious. He's just hilarious. Talk about smashing muffins. That was the funniest game, <laughs> I like when I like when he starts talking about the um, the abortion issue, and he goes into saying, uh, "So, uh, uh, I agree that he says he states that he doesn't." I support your right. You see, go ahead, go ahead, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. So he says, "I support your right to if you want to get an abortion. I don't think that we have the right to tell That's a woman body. what she can and can't do with her body." Yeah. But where I think you fall short is. You're acting like that's not a baby. You're acting like you're, you're not killing, killing the baby. a baby. You're still killing the baby. And then he goes on to tell the story. Like well, imagine if I'm baking a cake and I put the batter in the oven, I turn the oven on, and five minutes later you come along and take it out and throw it across the room. Hey, the you room. you ruined my cake. It wasn't a cake yet. Yeah. Well, well left to its natural, you know, it, it would have been it would have been a cake in about fifty minutes or so. Yeah. So he says there's something wrong with your with the way that you're 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 talking, the way you're thinking about that. I like him. I like him because he cuts right through the BS. These guys are just a bunch of victims. I'm sorry. And, and then keep in mind, Bill Burr is, is no is no conservative. No. Right? It's like it's like Dave Chappelle, not a conservative. He's just a guy who agrees with you on some issues and disagrees on others. I I, I could get along with someone like that. Yeah. Even when I disagree with them on issues, at least they're liberal. not one sided. Just be real. Yeah, I, I, we need Don't more of that. Don't come with your cosplay and act like Malcolm X and. It, it's the same thing once again. Right and wrong Seriously. need to be more important than right and left. Yeah. So let's talk about due process just a minute. Due process is under the Constitution, where if we take your life, liberty, uh, or property, 
there's a process that the government has to go through. And obviously, we're not sentencing him to death. Obviously, we're not taking his liberty by sending him to jail. But we are taking his property. What? His job is his property. His so, elected position. No. There are I no rules, I, ever. I, I do, I, I, would, oh, I would love to debate someone who said something like that. He said that his seat of power is his property. It's not his property, it's his responsibility. It's not a property, it's not a, this phone is my property. I can grab it, I can hold it, I can take it with me. If you elect me to a seat of power, I'm there to be responsible for the people I represent. That's right. And I'm supposed to uphold the laws of the land. The immediate thing he did was he broke those laws. He broke time, place, manner restrictions on protesting. And he elevated his voice and his cause and himself above everybody else in those chambers. So, no, it's not his property. Your seat is not your property. You remember, Democrats seem to really think this, though, because I remember when Obama got elected to president, they tried to auction off his Senate seat, and Blagojevich ended oh, yeah. up doing prison time over yeah. it because Jesse Jackson Jr., who never did any prison time over it, was on, on a recorded phone call bidding to take over the Senate seat with money. He did were paying How much was he going to get? I forget, dude. I forget. It was like fifty thousand dollars. I know it was more. Was it? It was more, but it, it was it was an open and shut case, which is why Blagojevich went to prison. A lot of elected college, uh, uh, excuse me, Chicago uh, politicians end up in prison. Oh, they're crooked. They're crooked as the day is long. Uh, Chicago. But it, it, the 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 thing is, is that so they you can only sell something that is your property, and so. They, the Democrats really must believe their elected seats are their property. How can it be their property if the, the power resides with the people? You're just there representing us. So it's not your property. It's our property. The, it's the people, the taxpayer. It's their property, not yours. This guy's a waterhead. In this house is his property. And because of that, and we are a government entity, he deserves, Representative Pearson deserves, and all three of them deserve due process under the Constitution. We've heard a lot about the Constitution today, but this is rock-solid due process. <laughs> so like, and I haven't said like much. A, this like is... due process, like have a trial. Like them. what they're doing right now. And then, and then maybe there'd be some video that they could you know, present, and they go over the video, and they can watch what he actually did. And, and make him stand in the well and defend himself right. against it. What oh, is this we're watching right now? Wait, wait, wait. What was that? Did, did that not just <laughs> hurt? He happened? That guy's just oh grandstanding himself. Yeah. He's like, I want some of the limelight. I want some of that attention. I bet you he does that at, at home, too. Look at the guy, right? So, uh, uh, here, let's back up for two seconds. Look at him. I bet yeah. he does that at home, too. Right. Like, I wish they had more vanilla ice cream. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, vanilla ice cream. Uh, oh, well, Love that tie. That's a great tie, though. I mean, seriously. I, 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 can't, I can't detract from his sense of style. <laughs> no. 
But that jacket, Very if that side. button pops, someone's losing an eye. It looks like an American flag. So, <laughs> there we go. We've heard a lot about the Constitution. I, I, I cannot like imagine in, in any world where this sounds logical. Today, and I haven't said now much. listen to this what he a says. difficult day, I think, for all of us and for all of Tennessee. Like many others that have spoken on both sides of the aisle, Republican, Republican and Democrat, and all of the people that are here today, because they have families, they have jobs, they have homes. We are all on this House floor because this is important. And you would agree with that, I hope, correct? Representative Pearson. Of course. Leader Lambert. Why can't all answers just be that quick? You can't ask them anything, really. I've yet. struggled <laughs> when I listen to you speak about what you think about the rest of your colleagues here, because we are colleagues. You ran and were elected by the people of your district. So was I. Why do you feel like when there are hundreds of bills that are being filed, there are hundreds of hours of work being put in by all of these people who have children and grandchildren and constituents who have been killed by violence and yes, gun violence and others. And yet you stand here and you came to the well of this chamber and silenced 96 other voices. And the stuff you have said because I respect you. I actually literally respect you. You're a very intelligent individual. You're very zealous. You're very passionate about what you believe in. I am passionate about my constituents as well. I don't want any child anywhere in this state to be in danger. You've heard me say those words, but you don't seem like you believe that any of us care about our constituents as much as you care about yours. Though many people in this body have served their communities for decades, both Republican and Democrat. When you step into the well with a bullhorn and are yelling and screaming and are sharing with the people of this state that you believe that none of us care and you shut down the ability of even a response, surely you can at least admit that that is an egregious thing to shut out other voices because only together with everybody's thoughts at the table, everybody's voice at the table, can we possibly solve the problems that plague our day. Every single voice is important. Yours, mine, everyone's. Does it not matter to you that in doing so, you shut down every other voice and elevated yourself even above the very families who were going through hell because their loved ones were killed. That's right. And it appeared to us as if in that brooch of protocol, it's not about the rules. It's about that you elevated yourself above the very dead bodies that had not been put in the ground yet. How can you not get that? We all, all of us, want to make sure that there's no more children killed. Mm. Surely you get that, but I, I, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. I understand that your voice matters. I would ask that you explain to this body why you feel like ours do not. Because on almost every single bill you've spoken, and I think your questions have been illuminated in certain issues that I might not have thought about, because I haven't walked in your shoes, you haven't walked in mine. 
but those rules are there so that we can have this back and forth instead of people just shouting at each other that's right which nothing gets resolved yeah that's that is, real that's the voice of reason right that's there that's real everything he said was reasonable everything he said was common sense and true and and and, and it was also uh, the voice that's saying i'm talking across the aisle I'm not talking down to you yes i'm a republican you're a democrat but that doesn't matter we all matter and this is the way politics should be but here it is another opportunity for him to be humble where somebody states the facts yeah. and listen to how he responds yeah. I wanted to share that because I wanted to hear your thoughts on how coming to the House floor with a bullhorn and drowning out the voice of my constituents is helpful in this exchange because this is the way that I know how to resolve things, to talk about them and share ideas and share our differences in a way that comes to better results. What are your thoughts on that? Representative Pearson. Peter Lambert, you're wrong. I don't think that that was right off the bat. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear what he, let's right hear off what he, the bat. You're let's wrong. Let's hear what he has to say. Thoughts. What are your thoughts on that? Representative Pearson. Peter Lambert, you're wrong. I don't think that one person's voice is more important than anybody's, especially the 96 or so other folks. But what about the thousands of people we who go. were here that Thursday who you never recognized? What about the thousands of people here who your colleagues never made eye contact with or smirked at and, and, and gave a thumbs up or laughed at? What about let, me, let me ask you a question. When he said when the people were here that he's talking about the protesters yeah. that came into the chambers in a way that in which they shouldn't, being uh, uh, radicals, activists, uh, in an illegal protest. Let's call it what it is, an illegal protest it doesn't matter how real you get it he's he's just not gonna get he, it. he's not he, but he's not because he's really trying not to his ignorance is willful yes. it's not true ignorance. Oh, i agree 100 his he's 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 being willfully ignorant because he knows he's wrong but yet he's still trying to find a way to make himself right even when he's wrong and that is that's that's the whole you cannot do that and and then tout christ you can't right you have to say I was wrong. I will do better. I'll change. This is where I was wrong. Let's work together and move forward. Forgive me for my. It's crazy. Overnight. That that's really what happens. I don't know where that's coming from. But let's uh, shut it down. Grandson of a steel worker. The the here. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him the 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 rest of his time here. Let him say what he's gonna say. It just infuriates me that he's not willing to be humble. About the thousands of people who came here saying, we need to end gun violence and we need you to do something. And they were called insurrectionists by the speaker of this house. What about the thousands of people who marched the streets of Nashville and came up to this Capitol asking that we do something, but instead of getting just legislation that might protect our schools, we're saying put more guns in schools. I have to tell you, Leader Lambert, I'm shocked. How long would that gun shooting have gone on if there was a truant officer there with a gun in the school when it happened, when she tried to breach the school. How many of those people would have died? I mean, it could have still been the same amount, but it, it, it's not a bad idea. But the likelihood I mean, of it being the same amount would have went down I dramatically. Mean, that's, that's a possibility for sure. It would have went down dramatically. If, if a constitutional carry teacher was in that classroom to protect her students and, and, and they were able, and they had training and everything and that person had a gun, they wouldn't have been hiding in closets waiting for the police. They would have had a better chance of defending those children. 
This has happened all, far too often for people not to see the, the, the reason or the sound reason and the common sense behind stating there should be officers in the school that are armed. That's it. I don't understand why it's a political issue. I think it's an issue. If you, if you protect the money in the bank, wouldn't you protect your children in the school? Right. It's that simple. You get, folks, I came up here last year uh, fighting for this environmental justice legislation. We had six people who were supposed to speak on committee at, on the committee, and it turned into miraculously just two. Upholding the ideal that all of us want for democracy, the idea that folks died for and that they fought for and that they cried for and that they gave their lives for, folks like my granddaddy who fought in World War uh, World War II in Vietnam, folks, responsibility to hold together this democracy. They keep saying democracy. So I have a little video, and I'm going to play this clip, because I want people to understand what democracy really is and what we are. We are a democratic republic, and the reason we're not a democracy is because a democracy is mob rule. And when you get people uh, suffering from mass delusions or mass hysteria, behind certain issues like these gun violence issues, 9-11 and others, what you'll, get, what you'll get is legislation that will overrule the constitutional law mob in this rule. country. Mob rule. So imagine this. I remember a, a, a political cartoon that showed uh, a sheep outnumbered by the wolves, and the sheep was in the, the line. He was going to cast a ballot. And the wolves were all getting at him except for one thing. Even though the sheep was alone, and everything, the sheep had the law on his side, and the sheep had a pistol. And, and that's the difference. Because in, in a democracy, the sheep would have been eaten by the wolves because he was outnumbered. So a democracy is not for the minority. A democracy is no... So he's advocating for his own demise because he's advocating for uh, minorities while at the same time trying to advocate for democracy, which is, flies right in the face of everything that he says he stands for. Now, I'm going to play a, a clip here so people understand what the difference between the two. And I think this guy says it very, very eloquently. Just listen. Constitutional republic, not a democracy. The ideal of a democracy is universal equality. The ideal of a constitutional republic is individual liberty. A democracy always degenerates into dictatorship, which promises government-guaranteed equality and security but it delivers nothing but poverty and serfdom for the people it robs and rules. America was founded as a constitutional republic to safeguard the liberties of the people against the tyranny of democracy or of one-man dictatorship. In this century, great strides have been made toward the goal of subverting our republic into a democracy. The foremost tactic of the subverters is subversion of language. By calling America a democracy until people thoughtlessly accept and use the term, the totalitarians have obscured the real meaning of our principles of government. That is a summary of my report on a constitutional republic, not a democracy. Now, I, I, I put that statement up against anyone who thinks that they can detract from what he says or disprove anything that man just said as far as what they are. A democracy will turn into socialism and socialism will turn into communism. That is the evolution of government. And we've already kind of lost our, our republic because we lost a lot of the tenets of our republic. 
and and now they've stated this term democracy over and over and over and over again to where grown people i've talked to grown people leaders of industry and i've made that statement i said we're not a democracy and they literally laugh because they really think they have this uh intellectual superiority in that i've just stated that the united states is not a democracy and they think i'm crazy when in yeah. fact they're 100 percent wrong we are not a democracy we are a democratic republic. We are a country governed by a constitution and laws. Laws, not mob rule. We are a country of individuals. And the only reason the left pushes democracy is because they push groupthink. Mm -hmm. They have to paint blacks over here, Hispanics over here, whites somewhere, just not here. And, and they, 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 they do this because, look, if, give them what they want, just for a second, hypothetically. They don't want you to have guns. Take guns away. They, they, they want to make sure everyone else is noticed by the color of their skin that determines who they are. They preach it constantly. That's what CRT is. Give them that. Then they want mob rule. So mob rule means the majority will rule and the minority won't be heard. Play those out. And they're advocating for their own demise. They're pushing for something that will put that'll set them back 100 years. Yep. And they don't even realize it. Yep. It, it's it's really crazy. It's really crazy that kind of common sense doesn't make its way into it the public forum. It does not just fall on the hands of the people who are being persecuted. It's actually the people who are in positions of power. Because when you don't, you abuse the power. And this resolution uh, sponsored, this is, in my eyes and many folks' eyes, an abuse of power. But I would say to you, no matter what happens, I'm all right. But I, I want y'all to know who remain, hmm. that each of you have an obligation to stop turning the people's house into your own club. That the folks who sit in committees with you, who got elected just like you, who swore the same oath that you swore, they deserve a voice in these committee rooms, and we deserve a voice on this House floor. Mm -hmm. The erosion of democracy in the state legislature is what got us here. It wasn't walking up to the <coughs> well. It was being disruptive to a status quo that silences the minority. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Oh my gosh, man. He just sat there and said that they silenced the minority. The, the, they, he doesn't like government... Uh, people in government silencing the voice of people on the other side of the aisle. As he's screaming down the other side of the aisle. I mean, come on. Come on seriously. It's seriously? hypocrisy, man. This is, he's ma you're making yourself hey, look he, really he crazy. That guy said, man, not a damn word that guy said. Nothing. I mean, it's just like just in one ear and out the other and just started talking about, I'm the victim, but I'm, I'm for the people and the people say this. There's a thousand people there, man. How many millions of people are in that state? A lot. And he represents, represented by the other 96 people in that state? My, my understanding is that his, his district, the people that he's representing there, are, are very minute. A, a, a majority. It's a small one. Very, small. very small. They one of the, one of the guns, too. One of the smallest of everyone there. Other people are representing 70,000, 80,000 people. He's grandstanding. I, I believe he's got like a, a, a very small, not even 10,000. It's not even 5,000, and someone said the number the other day, and I don't want to get it wrong, but I remember it was extremely low. That's the kind of guy that I just wouldn't like. 
If I worked with that dude and he was just, man, I'd just ignore him. I wouldn't even talk to him. You can't you can't have a serious conversation with somebody no. who's not willing to accept the truth. No, he's just going to grandstand. I'd be like, go over there and grandstand on your cell box over there, buddy. I don't it, even want to talk to you. <laughs> but but to, 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 to continue to, to say these things and then to say he's a Christian, that's where I take arms. The only reason yeah. I'm coming at him right now like this is because he said he's a Christian. So if you're my brother... If you're my brother, first of all, the fact that you're black, that don't matter. No. I know that's what you like to tell yourself, and I know that's probably what you were indoctrinated with your whole time coming up. But it doesn't matter. If you're, if you're a son of God, then it, don't, it does not matter to us at all. But you're not sitting there talking a, a, a language of cohesiveness, of coming together, of unity. You're talking a language of victimhood. And you're ignoring facts the whole time you're doing it. And now you're stating that here, listen, listen to what he says about principle for which my ancestors fought and died. So once again, his ancestors, mm -hmm. he, he's still bringing up the whole literal uh, uh, lineage argument, which I stated earlier that I think that that when Paul said that in the New Testament, um, I, I, I think it applies here because he said, don't get caught up in arguments behind genealogies and, and, and lineage. It's the same thing. So if we take skin color out of it, if we take nationality, race, everything else out of it, then you can't talk about your lineage, and then your skin color becomes of, of no, no issue at all because you're not talking about your lineage, which means your nationality or who you are. So that goes away. If you're a Christian, this doesn't matter. It does not matter. And, and, to, and to sit there with a straight face and be a part of the Democratic Party and say you don't like the silencing of your voices do anyone just remember Twitter files? We just went through this whole thing with the FBI, the CIA, and other government agencies. They actually had people working in Twitter, and they shut down the laptop story, and they went after parents that, that stated things they didn't like, and they, sh I mean, shut people up all over the place. That's what they did on, on, a, on the whole country. I'm not even talking about just your little city and that little spot where you're at right there. I'm talking about the entire country. And everyone in it that was on one particular side of the aisle or had one particular ideology. So you saying that with a straight face and then you go sit in the White House with the head censorer and you sit there, man, you're a hypocrite. Which is that they would have a democracy. A democracy, as one said, that is governed by the people and for the people. Not one that's governed by ideas and principalities. It is uh, governed by ideas and principles because those are called standards. Of the people. And if you don't have standards, what you get is exactly what your party is right now. A, a party with no standards and no rules and, and no line of measure for right or wrong or good or evil because that's all relative to the person. Yeah, well, that's your truth, not my truth. That guy's just a victim, man. I'm sorry. That's your truth, not that's my truth. Serious, serious victim. So, so if we don't have to adhere to any Whoa, standard. me. <laughs> if you don't have to Poor adhere fella. to any standard. Imagine when they come up with a religion that they invent uh, that states that you have to steal every Tuesday. That's how you, that's, that's, that's. Steal in, Tuesday. Tuesday steal. It, it, that, I mean, this is, or if there's, if everything is just based on feelings. And, and just like the, the, the same-sex marriage issue, I listen to Bodie Bauckham uh, 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 a lot on these issues because he seems to be the guy that explains this from a Christian point of view that doesn't pander to everyone's feelings. And he, and he talks about it. He says, well, feelings are the only thing that matter. What happens when people start feeling 
that they're in love with a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old or their dog or their cat. Where's the standard, right? If there, there has to be a standard. With no standard, we have societal collapse, and it's what you're looking at right now. Yep. It's what you're dealing with. The, the erosion of the morality and the standard, and what do you get? You get anarchy. You get monkeys in a tree flinging poo. There's, there's, there's no women's sports. So if men can just come in and identify as women, and, and, and women's sports mean nothing, well, let's just call them sports. Then, then the WNBA, it's just the NBA now, and, 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 and let them go try to play a game against, uh, uh, what's his face, the other woke fool. Uh, uh, Which sport are we talking about? Basketball. He's woke. LeBron. Oh, very, LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, the the the, the guy baby? that panders to the Chinese government. Yeah. He apologized to them. Baby. He apologized to them. Can't have the Chinese people mad at you. Yeah, this is this is crazy that this guy is really up here stating these. But I'm glad though because what it does is it puts on full display the hypocrisy of the left. And you get to see it for yourself. That's why I'm so glad I spent this much time on this particular issue. Because this way you get to see the whole thing and I didn't spend 10 seconds on it to have someone tell me later that I took something out of context. So I wanted you to hear the whole thing. That way you can make up your own mind and see that it's not a, it's, 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 Patriots not up here. It, it, the Patriots Prayer Podcast is not out there doing anything to make someone look as, as if there's something I mean, or not. What is he doing? He, he came in, let's just go from... From the beginning, all right? So there was a shooting. So they're mad about the guns, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then... But not the person who did it or no. the group that did it. Right. Because then, that, neither one of those things have been brought up thus far. Right. So then, then they got to go, oh, we got to get rid of these assault rifles. So then a 1,000 people and him and his two uh, colleagues... How about there, just having something that states that... And start saying, yeah, yeah. Just start saying, we don't like these guns. Mm-hmm. We need to do something about this, Right. Well, what is your job? You know, you, you're a legislator, aren't you? You make laws. So what do you do? Well, well let's do something about it. So I'm going to sit, I'm going to come in here, I'm going to disrupt everything instead of actually doing my job, and I'm just going to complain that we need to do something. So that so, is supposed to be the catalyst to a bill being uh, drawn up or something, right? This is how you cannot just complain and a law appears out of thin air. Right. So if he's just doing this to complain, why is he doing it? For the exact reason. Exactly. For this publicity. This and publicity. Then, and then he, he gets in trouble for it because they're like, no, you can't just come in here. I mean, come on. Use your brain, dude. You just can't come in here and disrupt everything with 1,000 people, bro. I mean, you're going to bring in the – like if it was just the three of you and you came in and you started screaming, I would respect that. I'd be like, okay, well, they're standing up for their stuff. You know, probably not the right way to do it, but okay. But you're going to bring in 1,000. You're going to make a big, gigantic – uh, spectacle and then when they say oh you know what okay maybe we overstepped right okay maybe they overstepped maybe they because there was rules in place but they're censured so it's like okay you're in trouble home dude has not gotten any of it and, and i tell you what man i'll be happy when this dude's 15 minutes of fame are over with but he did it he is just exhausting he knew the end from Seriously. the beginning he knew the end from the beginning of course he did he, he went into this hoping that they would do this right so that he had the Get ability it. to stand on that and now now he gets to use the victimhood in a whole different and, way. And for, yeah, and for anybody that's going to say, well, he's standing up for the people's rights, okay, well. Look, no, he's not. He's not standing up for the people's rights because taking the Second Amendment away is not 
you know, standing up for rights. Besides that, man, it's like you're a fraction of the people that live in that state, okay? I mean, a very small just say, fraction. Let's just say that 25% of the people want to take away assault rifles. I'm sorry, but AR-15s aren't assault rifles, right? I don't even think they've been able to define the term assault rifle no. whenever they've been asked. No, I mean, it's a gun, dude. It is what it is, man. You can kill people with you know, nines, nine millimeters. You you kill people with it. In fact, that 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 person that that shot up the six kids or the the three kids and didn't she have a, a, a two handguns with her too? This I don't know. I thought she did. I thought she had like an AR and like two handguns or something. That's what you usually I, I see. Think, I think you have a bunch of guns, right? Huh? I think she had that vest on and all that, and she had multiple weapons. I mean, but come I on now. You use them. lots of guns because you're crazy. You're going to go in there and you're going to kill little kids. Why are we Not just little kids. Christian little kids. Well, exactly. But either way, it's both, both of them are bad. Killing, I don't care if there's right, right, but what satanic I'm saying is, kids. What I'm saying still is, be wrong. But. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm, what I'm, well, the reason that I bring that up is that, that is the, that's what they're <laughs> trying to ignore. Absolutely. That's what they're trying to ignore. But since when has it gotten to where it's like uh, on my side or my team – because this is really like sports. I mean, it's it like, is. I mean, it's like my team, whatever. I mean, you could seriously believe in one thing one second, and then uh, the other side goes, "Yeah, we agree with they." We, oh no, 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 we're no, no, no. Look, me and this guy right here, we are uh, followers of two completely opposite teams, right? But we still talk to each other. But I'm gonna talk crap about his team. But I'm still going to listen to him, respect him, and say, hey, you know what? Your team was good today. You know, your team did this. And then I'll talk a little bit of crap, too. But, I, I mean. I want to talk crap about my team right you now. Know? Okay, but we're I'm, not, not going to do that. <laughs> I, I'm not happy. Long, I am not happy with what they just did by paying that man. $250 million. I, I am not happy. Yeah, it was funny. It's not funny. That was funny. But either way, we still talk. And, and, and it's just gotten to the point to where it's like, I'm Democrat. I'm Republican. And it's, uh, I mean, come on. Seriously, just and and, and, that, and that's and that's what it really is. If it, it, it used to be, I mean, it was it used to be. It it should be the law. It should just be the law. It shouldn't be these ideologies and what you think it should be like. If what you think it should be like contradicts the law, then stop. Right. If what you think it should be like contradicts the Constitution, stop wasting your breath and shut up. Yeah. It's that simple. Because. If you're telling me if it's not that simple and you don't care, that whole statement is sedition. In fact, if you are a Marxist or a socialist and you advocate for that kind of government control, that is sedition. Because in order for that to exist, you've got to overthrow the existing system. So it, it, And then he tried to say that, well, they called the seditionists for rushing into the chambers the way we did. Isn't that what they did on January the 6th? Right. Well, except exactly. for except for an, 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 a, a small unarmed white woman, what wasn't shot in the neck through a plate glass window, who wasn't even armed, who had two uh, yeah. Capitol police officers standing close enough right behind her yeah. to grab her. I'm surprised he didn't shoot them. Ashley Babbitt. Seriously, it, it, rest close in peace. But where it was like I'm surprised. Michael Bird. Michael Bird should be prosecuted for what he did. I mean, go through her neck and shoot one of them. And then what would happen? It, it was. It, it's not like a neck is really strong thing that a bullet can't just go right through the problem was is that there were there were two there were two capitol police officers right behind her and and, and the, the guys on the side of the window looking through the window and she gets pushed she puts her hand up against the door she's shoved forward and she's shot 
Now, he saw that she didn't have any weapon in her hand. He saw that. And he had to see the two police officers standing behind her. But yet, they protected his name and his identity and all that for the longest time. And yet, you've never seen him. Where, where was his hearing? Where was his due process? Where was his moment to come out and, and be treated the, the way that even Chauvin was treated uh, for, for what happened to Floyd? Cops that kill people unjustifiably, unarmed people, should be held to account. I think we all agree there. They're a very small, minute portion of the police force. There are bad apples no matter where you go, whatever career path you choose. They're bad apples. So in no way make any statements that uh, would sound like we don't support the police because that's exactly the opposite. I 100% support our police officers everywhere. More, way more so than the left. Well, police are people, just like anything else. Exactly. People that live in their community and people that want to protect us. I mean, people that sign up to put their lives on the line. Christians are people. I mean, everybody's people. And you're going to have good people and you're going to have bad people. And, and the thing is, is even when that. our ideologies differ, yeah. if we agree on this freedom thing, we got to understand what it takes to keep that freedom thing, and that is mutual respect. I will respect that you're not like me and you have different tastes. Different ideologies, different everything. Right. And you should respect the same about me. But when we're in public, we have a standard that can that both people can live by. Because when it's all one way and not the other, all you get is me or you. And when that happens, everything goes to hell. Yeah. So let, let me let him finish here and I'm gonna play I'm, I'm gonna talk and about his last statement. Ideological but, divides that try and silence folk. I heard an interesting reaction from the crowd a few moments ago as someone was talking about about when this legislature changes and, and when members who may be here now may be dead and gone. And the crowd outside cheered like that. The, the reason why they cheered is because they are the violent mob that is complaining about people because they're playing victim they're, they're not they're not the victim they're not the victim crowd cheered this is this well, goes to their character mentioned. though and that hurts my heart that anyone could wish or laugh when we're talking about our members being gone members being dead and gone that's what's being discussed i'll say this Lois DeBerry. Lois DeBerry. Why was she never the speaker of this house? Well, has he got a snake in his pocket, dude? She deserved <laughs> to be speaker of this house. And the reality is, the reason that she was saying things about decorum and things like that was because she understood that the institution that she was a part of institution as the second black woman I believe to ever be elected in the Tennessee state legislature mm -hmm. the way she had to present herself the things she had to do and say and the way she had to look was so important because black folk would so what he's talking about right there is that she he thinks that she had to conform to look speak and act a certain way in order to get along in this legislature right so he's talking about her conforming but the truth is about Lois DeBerry is that they had their own uh, 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 standards for conforming and it's pro-choice standards she was not pro-choice she was pro-life and as a result the democrats sought to expel her for it once again hypocrite hypocrite and now 
as far as why Lois DeBerry was never Speaker of the House, Lois DeBerry took a bribe from an undercover FBI agent. So both things I just said were true. I'm not standing with her or against her, but I made two factual statements, both in regards to Lois Berry. She cannot be the Speaker of the House when the character of a person is, is part of the reason why we elect you and you're taking bribes from undercover FBI agents. And at the what? same time, they didn't want her in the House either because he's thinking she should have been Speaker. Where were you at when the Democrats were trying to expel her because she didn't believe in abortion? Once again, hypocrisy. Well, guys, that's all the time we have today. I'm very glad we went through this. Um, and now you know who Justin Pearson is. You know exactly who this guy is. Don't let Ross. him fool you no more. Don't let him fool you anymore, people. He, he, they, use, they use Christ as a crutch. And, 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 and the, the, it says you'll know them by their fruits, right? Well, this man's fruit is rotten. It's rotten to the core. And, and he's using victimhood. And, and, he's, and he's standing on the backs of dead people. And he, he's very arrogant. And he wants to elevate himself above the other voices in that chamber. And I, I, from what I understand, you know, they, they reinstated them. And one of the one of the Republicans in the chamber uh, actually ended up uh, resigning as a result of what took place because they shouldn't have expelled him. But do you think that the left would have the same standard and hold their people to the same account? Do you remember Lois Craig? No. Hey, Lois Craig was a uh, uh, he was an elected Democrat, uh, and he was in a bathroom at an airport and solicited another oh. and solicited another yeah, man I remember that. for for uh, 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 a homosexual manner for sex while in the men's bathroom. And he got caught doing it. The, le- the 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 people were calling for him to resign, and he simply said, "Yeah, no, not doing that." What? When when but when John Ensign, when when his affair was made public, even though it had been dealt with years before internally why his family and other people when when that was made public what did he do he resigned so it seems like there are we have standards on the right and character means something and people are prosecuted when they when they make mistakes and they're ousted when they make other ones and they're forced to resign um for making those types of mistakes if they're not prosecuted we just want the same on the left we want the law to apply we want uh, uh, morals and decency to apply the same way it does on the right. You can have different ideologies, but if you don't enforce the law and there are no and there are no rules for character or standard because of ideologies, this whole thing's going to fall apart, and we're going to lose the country that we live in. And that goes for both sides, not just one or the other. So, guys, as I say all the time, silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand <coughs> your ground. And we'll see you next time Leave on the comments. Patriots Prayer. And yes. Tell us what you think in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to follow, subscribe, and like. We'll see you next time, guys. See you.